Ever wonder what the dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. This episode is brought to you by Noble Pet Foods. No nonsense, no bull. Go to noblefoods.com, use promo code DOGTALK15, and they'll deliver dog food to your house with Noble. So welcome, I'm Liz Murdoch, talking with the dogs, and today we have a talking dog. Who uses the buttons? I'm so excited. We've got Joelle with Bastion, who you may know of Bastion and Bruise. On Instagram, he not only touches the buttons, but he's got a huge personality as well. And we're gonna find out, he's resting there. He's um, a dark colored dog, so they're sometimes harder to see, but we're gonna talk to him and find out what he and Joelle have to say about talking with the dogs with the buttons where they press. And if you have not seen his Instagram and his videos, you don't wanna miss them. Welcome, Joelle. I am so thankful that you took the time out of your day to talk with us about getting started on the buttons, how it works, what you've learned, what you could share with people, the anecdotes. I, I have questions. And Bastion, whenever you want to chime in. So I am intuitive for those of you new. I get messages intuitively from the dogs. And so I'm going to tell Bastion that we are not using the buttons today in this conversation. So he can stay there. No, we're not. And I'm a bit of a fan and I'm not going to fan out on you, but we're going to talk in a new way. And so whenever Bastion wants to share a message through his thoughts and give me a sense of feeling and all of that, a knowing we'll share them. But first off, welcome Joelle. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, I'm sure you get asked, how did you start? How did you know? Um, Go ahead. Well, <laughs> so I remember back in, uh, I think it was fall of 2019, uh, mm -hmm. someone had, I don't know whether I found it on Instagram or someone had sent me Christina Hungary teaching Stella to use the buttons. Right. And I was, I was fascinated by it because it wasn't, it was about a year after we got passion. And I think a lot of people see these videos and go, Oh, I could never do that. Or my dog could never do that. Or my cat could never do that. Right. And, um, I was no different. I was like, oh, I don't have the time. And, and we just, Bastion would just not be interested. Right. And so fast forward about six months, we're in the middle of the pandemic. And now I see Alexis and Bunny doing it. And I was like, wow, here's another dog. Right. And I had the, I think I had the button sitting in my cart from March of 2020 until I finally uh, pulled the trigger and purchased them. I, I actually went through my, my purchases the other day and found Jan, uh, June 7th, 2020, we first ordered the buttons and they arrived June 9th. And um, even still, they sat on like my desk for a little while and I was, I was apprehensive about opening them and getting started. And uh, my sister-in-law came over and she was like, no, go get that box. We're going to start right now. And she really pushed us. And so um, 
against, uh, well, we were still pretty new to it. It was a lot, it was still very new. So we didn't know what best practice was. And uh, we have now found out that starting with a treat button is not best practice, no. but I think that's, <laughs> I think that's really what um, kind of made Bastion stand out initially from the other dogs is that he's a little obsessive about his uh, food um, particulars. So okay, we started so with a treat a button. Yeah. Why were you hesitant? Do you know, or were you, why I just wait. I, I I don't actually know why I had reservations. I think that I was nervous about it not being successful. We had um, unsuccessfully trained uh, him to use the bells to go outside, and um, we actually like the bells. He didn't like the ding. Well, actually, what we found out was that uh, my mom would come home and let him out during her lunch, and she was getting frustrated waiting for him to hit the bell, and she'd hit it herself, and we caught her on camera a couple of times, so the joke became that Nana needed to go out every time she hit the bell instead of the dog, so I think that he just got so used to, you know, yeah. someone else doing it for him that he was like, what's the point, right. so um I think the hardest thing with the buttons is actually training the humans and training all of the humans around us. We have my mom living downstairs from us. We have mm -hmm. my husband. We have a lot of family that come and visit us at the cabin and um, just getting them comfortable with knowing where the buttons are and what the expectations are for communicating with Bastion. So that's a big thing, you know, whether it's dog, you know, the, the training of when you tell a dog, you know, to, that you're going to go for a walk, you have to do it. You can dogs like consistency. And the first time I saw Stella, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Christina is, is so responsive that people need to notice that the reason, I mean, it, not just the reason Stella's very right. Um, but the reason this button stuff is working for so many people that are doing it is the consistency and you have to make that commitment and it's just like when you if you're not going to let your dog on a couch then everyone in the house has to agree to that or that if dad's doing it then the dog's gonna be like well i can do it so 100 yes. percent. okay so you had to so was it would you say it was a bigger job than training the people than than bastion I I'd say so. And I think it's, it's just honestly, even for myself, sometimes it's, it's challenging. Um, you know, it's like having a small child in a way because you get lazy. There's definitely days where he hits something and you just, you, you know, he hits walk and you don't feel like going for a walk. It's late. Right. It's nine o'clock. And, uh, especially before you introduce words like no and all done, we, we found ourselves like going on quick walks up and down the block at all hours of the day, just to kind of reinforce the meaning of the words so that, he could right. place a value to it. So um, I think that being at his beck and call just to model the words and, and give them value was tricky initially. And it still can be. Um, he can mm -hmm. get pretty demanding. <laughs> so, you know, I remember a friend when she was potty training her son saying, this is a lot of work because when he says whatever word they were using, you have to drop everything. And she said, yep. you know, I'm at the grocery store and suddenly you have to do that. So with child number two, she decided I'm just going to wait. I, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. So it is true. And, um, I think I'm hearing more people talk about the similarities of child rearing and dog parenting that you have to, when they, the animals give you a message, you better uh, follow that. Even in my work as intuitive, if we get a hit, a sense, it's like, okay, follow that through. I think my dog wants to go outside. I'm going to get up. 
Okay, so Bastion, um, the bells didn't work. Nana had to learn not to do that, but you gave that up. You got to the buttons and you have to pick your words carefully with the buttons. So now you've got a board that's all over the place. And he has learned from what I've seen that he'll, if he really wants something, he go, he'll press them over and over and over. Yes. <laughs> What's that like? What do you do about that? Um, nothing. I don't mind it. I, uh, I think that the, the biggest frustration, I actually kind of find it amusing when he does that. Uh -huh. um, I think the biggest frustrating piece is actually the, uh, video editing uh, purpose of it because I caption all of his videos. Right. I'm like, Oh my God, how many times did he just hit that lock button? <laughs> yeah. Because that means I have to type it out each time. Um, but honestly, I, I think that it's part of his terrier energy. I just think he's so emphatic about anything and his communication in general. He's right. so expressive. And I think that the, the obsessive hitting with, of the buttons is no different. Okay, so here's a question about interpreting it. Because you and I talked, there was one of the videos where it was like walk to the fridge and you're like, well, do you want to walk? And I said, well, maybe it means he wants you to walk to the fridge. How do you interpret, and, and first of all, how do you interpret? I was gonna then say, how, what advice do you have for people trying to interpret or make sense of messages? But first off, how do you interpret and figure out in those sentences, what, what it is he wants? I look for patterns um, mm -hmm. between the words that he hits. Um, uh, there's been a couple of things that he's hit that don't necessarily make sense right away. Mm -hmm. um, and fridge car was one of them. And uh, we we started to put together that he hit fridge car when we heard the ice cream truck coming around. Mm -hmm. And I had actually coined that term on a walk one day and just never thought anything of it again, because I was trying, I try to use our common language when I talk to him. I'm not gonna tell him it's an ice cream truck because he doesn't know what an ice cream or truck is. So I said, oh, it's a fridge car. And I just left out the part about it selling treats. <laughs> and he remembered that. You connected the music at a later point and uh he's he occasionally if he hears it he'll go over and hit that um wow. so yesterday he hit fridge car walk and so I wasn't sure if that was his way of saying like hey let's go find it right <laughs> so, so did you go for a walk or we did but see the Mr. Softy truck it's on the other side of town and we could not find it we walked for about two miles and then he sat his butt down as if to say like all right I've had enough let's go home so. Oh, there you go. So you do. So that's another thing that you, I want to point out to people is that you do tie in the body language with the buttons and that Absolutely. if someone's going to do the buttons, just know that to enhance it, you got to pay attention to the body language and then the other, the communication besides the button, pressing the buttons. Yeah. And I just think about overall, like, oh, there you go, uh, child's children behavior. Um, when you're reinforcing behavior, you want to give them like three hits for a negative. So if you have to like correct them for something, you want to make sure that you're giving them three compliments or praising them for three things mm -hmm. that they're doing. And so I try to do the same thing. If I'm noticing that his body language is frustrated because he's, he can't communicate the message that he's trying to, to um, tell me, I will look for like small steps that he can do in the interim to still build upon that. So he's having a successful time working towards it. I think that if the, the buttons ever become a point of frustration, it's no longer fun for him. It's no longer meaningful for me. And then that just devalues our relationship and our own communication. Right. So... That's interesting. So in terms of also making sense, when I get information from a dog, um, 
it might be, I don't know, like car or, or walk, for instance, we'll use walk because you get that too. Okay. So I'm like, oh gosh, the dog, your dog is saying something about a walk. And then if I say that and the person is like, I don't, I don't know what, I'm not sure. Then I will go back to the dog and it sounds like that's what you're doing is, and I will ask for more information. Can you tell me this so your person can know this is from you and, and piece it together? How much of the time are you having to put away your assumptions and be like, okay, let me think of what he wants. Do you have to do that very much? I think some of the words that become tricky for me are the descriptor words. We have an entire tile of more, yes, no, okay, all done later. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll hit no later or all done, yes. And I'm like, is he saying that, yes, he's all done? Or is he saying like, no, we're all done with this conversation. We're all done with, with whatever you said, we're all done with it. Right. And so trying to make sense of that um, can be tricky at times. And I also think that, um, I get fixed in my own opinion of what's happening that I'm not always open to the other possibilities of what he might be saying. And, you know, he, I have very expensive vocabulary in comparison to him. He only has 62 words right now. Right. So he can only use those words to communicate. So there, it's very possible I'm missing the message. And there have been times where we have uh, friends come visit or my mom's with us and, uh, and he says something and I completely miss it. And they're like, no, that's not what he was saying. He was trying to say yada, yada, yada. And what they mm -hmm. said is so much more appropriate and, and it makes yeah. so much more sense for the context than the limited belief I had about what he was trying to say. Yeah. I, I think that is a really good point for all of us. However, our animals are communicating that we be open. And even if someone, somebody else comes in and says, have you considered this? Be open to that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what the buttons are showing us. That's really interesting. So you videotape these and you've got the camera set up and I, I know it's not just for us. Tell me how the scientists are involved. What's, what's that role? So um, this, I was always kind of interested in the, the um, aspects of science. Uh, I have a background in, um, in neuroscience and cognitive studies that mm -hmm. I researched um, just learning disabilities, uh, math disabilities specifically and uh, working memory. And so I find it very fascinating like how people manipulate information that they have. And so it's very similar with, with dogs. How much information can a dog hold in its mind? How long can, uh, how many words can they string together at once? And so when I found out the University of California in San Diego, um, mm -hmm. the Cambridge Cognition Lab was studying this, I, I really like jumped on uh, the opportunity to be part of the participate uh, participants. So uh, they're right now in phase one. So it's just, mm -hmm. they're, we fill out surveys every other week um, with just general information. I track every single button press that Bastion hits. Um, oh my gosh. Lee tracks them. It can be frustrating again when he hits like a thousand words and we're sitting there like, how many times did he hit that? Trying to refresh my Google sheet. Um, but it does spit out a spreadsheet. We we post the analytics on um, on our link on our social media too, so everyone else can see what he said for the day if they log in. Oh wow! Um, and we use that to track it, and then we submit that information and uh, along with some videos. But I think phase two is actually going to be. Um, we have a Nest Cam run, running 24-7 in our house, and I think that mm -hmm. that's going to be phase two for anyone else that wants to participate is um, having that live footage, making sure that there's not someone in the room, you know, with a laser pointer or something, cueing right. the animals or training them on specific buttons to hit. So um, it's been amazing what people have accused us of doing. <laughs> yeah, so I, 
was like, you know, Coco the gorilla people, they got so much, you know, oh, well they taught, they, they just edited and they taught the gorilla (laughs) to like a dance routine. Yeah. But I think I, I understand. I mean, people think like, how does this work? This, no, this can't be real. Well, I think it goes back to remembering Belle and the fact that dogs, or how many dogs, like you say, oh, do you want to play frisbee? frisbee and they yeah. they run and get their toy they they know what they mean so it's just now associating that with a particular word and I think it'd be way harder to teach Bastion a new sequence of words every single day than it would be to say okay well week one this is the word we're focused on week two this is the next right. word and uh give them something to build upon yeah no I agree I I have three dogs and, and I mean they know when it's Saturday and the dog walker comes at seven o'clock he's not coming <laughs> for an hour they're at the yeah. gate waiting so yeah, so the naysayers can come around when they're ready, but this is fascinating. Are you familiar with the work of MJ Barrett in Canada who is researching? She just published a paper about um, some work she's doing with intuitive animal communication. So No, that's fascinating though. I'm very open to that. Yeah, so uh, again, for listeners, the science is coming out. People are doing, <laughs> you know, or it will come out. The studies are happening. And she just published a paper. So um, that's a good thing to know that, yes, this is real. People are figuring that there's more. So Bastion, do you want to say anything? Let's see if you want to tune in. You're busy. I get that. (laughs) Um, Bastion likes the message being shared, I get. Okay, so um, Bastion, people watch you and I've watched you. And so I'm wondering if there's anything that you can share for us. Hey, Bastion. If there's anything you can share for us intuitively in the new way, and that's fine if you lay down. I know it's it's late for you where you are right now, but um, I'm just going to give you the opportunity. We're not using buttons. We're going to use intuitive, and I want to see if there's anything that I wouldn't know from watching the videos of you um, that you like. Okay, so... There's going to be more. He wants to share the stage. We talked previously when we before we met for this interview, and he is interested in sharing the stage with Kylie. And that Kylie, he wants to say that again. That and, and that for listeners, Kylie is in more of the videos than people notice. I guess she's in the background, which I haven't <laughs> noticed. And so, if you want to play a game, he's saying this. If, if anyone wants to play a game, like where's Kylie? Go back to the videos and find where Kylie is watching in the background. I never noticed that. Do you notice that? Yeah, she's um, she's, she's she likes his bed a lot. Yeah, she likes his bed a lot. <laughs> okay, so notice Kylie. What else, um, Bastion? You know that you could share with us. He keep there's more to come. So there's more to come about Kylie. So what do you mean there's more to come? Um, he says ask you. So maybe she doesn't want to share because Bastion. There was a dog I talked to that was giving some names, some business things away. So I don't know what she can share. Is there something you can share? He's saying there's more to come that you know about. Is there anything you want to share? I'm not going to make you share anything if it's not uh, time. No, not particularly. We. Um... One of the things we were, we were um, going back and forth with whether or not we were going to train Kylie on the buttons. And one of the reservations I had was we take the buttons with us every weekend when we go to the cabin and uh-huh. uh, Kylie doesn't come unless it's like a week long trip or longer. So she'll be coming up with me for the summer, but I, we don't take her for two days. Um, uh-huh. It's just too stressful for her. And I didn't, part of my reservations with teaching her is I thought it was pretty unfair to remove her uh to teach her something and then remove it for two out of the seven days of the week every week 
Um, but recently, the buttons started to get a little bit of wear after 40 weeks of back and forth to the cabin. So we decided to uh, order a second set just to leave up there. Mm -hmm. So that means that we now have full access for Kylie if she's at home or if she's upstate. And uh, that both sets are modeled exactly the same. If we add a button on Long Island, there's going to be a button upstate, even if it's something that he can't access in both places. So there's a boat button on Long Island, even though there's no boats here. Um, so okay. I now that we have the ability for her to always have access, um, we've been working a little bit more with the buttons. And since Hallie has passed about two months ago, she's taken a greater interest in both Bastion and the buttons. So she's got some things to say. So, and we did talk about this before, but Bastion is continuing on this about different buttons. I guess there's the softer buttons, but talk about for people listening to then, because I think he wants that, that when you pick buttons, if anyone's going to give this a try, how you pick the buttons, because there's different kinds of buttons. Do you have an opinion that some buttons might be more suited to a certain kind of dog? What should somebody know about picking the button? Because I'm getting that from Bastion, that there is something that makes a difference. So we started with the learning resources buttons, and those are the bigger, more colorful ones that Stella uses. And uh, they were great for a couple of reasons. They're easily available. You can get them on Amazon or eBay and they're at your house within like two days. Mm -hmm. uh, they're $20, so it's low stakes. You, you know, you spend $20 and you only, you only want to work with four words or you decide that it's not for you. It's no harm, no foul. You didn't invest a ton of money in, in the buttons. Right. Um, they are bigger. So if perhaps you have a clumsier or bigger dog, maybe it would be a better investment for you. And I found that they're pretty easy to modify. I actually unscrewed the bottoms and popped the, the sound recordable button out and um, made, it made the sound quality better. Um, I okay. prefer the fluid pet buttons, which is what we're using now. Um, I like that they're organized with the hex tiles. They're built on the Fitzgerald key, which is um, you keep them categorized. So for example, we have the descriptors um, tile that I mentioned earlier, Bastion mm -hmm. tile that's just food related items. Um, he's got a tile with action words on it and uh, and just toy tile. So it helps organize the words in a, in a natural way so that he would be able to locate them um, supposedly more easily based on that philosophy. Um, and the, the buttons are smaller, so they take up less space and they're a little bit easier, more consistent to activate, I found, uh, than, the, than the learning resource buttons. Interesting. If you took the walk button and put it in the center of the food button, have you ever done that? Does that make a difference? You know, when people say, how are they doing it from pattern or maybe do you even know? Uh, so we've never moved buttons from board to board, but we have, well, back when, you know, even a month ago before we had the second tie, uh, the second set of tiles, we would bring the tiles. We completely dismantled the entire set all like 10 or 11 hex tiles, put right. them in a container, ship them up, uh, bring them up to the cabin with us and then reconfigure them once we got up there. Right. And, um, a lot of times Bastion was still able to locate the tile itself and find the word he was looking for. So we would get up there and he'd still hit walk first button or treat first button. And uh, I think it has to do a little bit with, I mean, the tiles are different colors and everything, but I also think it has to do with the iconology and um, the shape of the word. Um, some people have asked if he can read, but we've never taught him sounds. I don't suggest that dogs can read, but I think that, you know, he might get used to the fact that walk has a certain look to it versus his name or, you know, hungry. So, well, so here's something to think about 
so I was a kid, I very much in tune with my dog when I was eight. And I always say we won the blue ribbon against adults. So I was, I definitely had a unique bond with my dog. So I took him one time I had, my family was tennis players and we had a big laundry basket full of yellow tennis balls. And I took his ball and that was in the garage. So I picked up the ball and I took a marker and I put a circle on it. I put it in the ball, mixed it. There were no cars in the garage. And I took the laundry basket and I threw it up in the air. And then I said, go get your ball. And this was this little nine pound dog. And he went and got that ball. I mean, it was a laundry basket full. So I think, so that had to do with smell probably. That yeah. was the only way that he could do that. Ne never had scent work done. He just was like, it was a game for us. So I would Im imagine there's probably some like walk probably also has a scent. He's, his oil is on there. He's pressed it so many times, who knows, but the researchers are on it. Well, funny that you say that um, when he found the, uh, was it, I think it was the walk button or no, it was the hungry button was the first one he hit when we got upstate went with the brand new tiles that he had never touched before. Wow. So that was the only thing that went against that because we do have scratch and sniff stickers on about a third of our buttons. Uh -huh. um, we were adding them as we were learning new words, hopefully with the idea that they would facilitate just memory. Um, right. So, yeah. So this is going to be so fascinating. So I don't want to take up all your time. What's the time frame for like this research? You know, people like me are like, well, when are they going to know? And all of that. There's phase two. Do they have a phase three? I mean, you don't have to say what it is. I mean, they probably will have a phase three. Honestly, they're, they're being a little tight-lipped with us too. And I appreciate that because the second they start telling us what they're looking for, you're going to get people that are training their, their pets to, right. to meet those expectations. The second they say, oh, we're looking for um, spontaneous things that are like this, yeah. people are you're going to see a whole bunch of videos popping up with that exact thing that they say that they're looking so for. Interesting. And then you got people um, like me saying, what's next? And Bashley yeah. even said there's more coming. So Bashley <laughs> knows he's heard things. Oh, all right. Well, no pressure. We want them to <laughs> really, for the good of the dogs, Bastion, we want to have the scientists be able to say, this is what we found. Nobody knew and it's legit. So, okay. Yeah. So Bastion, how would we wrap this up? Because, you know, we, we want to give you the final say. He's like, ha ha, he does get the final say, but not always. Okay, so he's saying, he's saying be firm. I guess you can still be firm with the dog. And, you know, Bastian, what do you mean by be firm? He says, she's firm with, he goes, I know my limits. She's forced me to learn my limits. And that he said, it's, a, it's, a, it's funny, but actually what's made him so good at this and Bastian, you are a handful. I've seen you zoom all over that. What makes you so good at this is your teamwork and that she is firm and that part of it is being not firm in a bad way. He wants to clarify that, but the consistency, but being firm in what you do with the buttons and firm with the people, if someone's going to try this, wow, he's really, it's like, you have to be organized and methodical and firm in your commitment to the well-being of your dog the people in your house. He's very serious. Okay. Wow, Bastion. You are a little rascal when you first look at him, but he knows that being firm in, in all the best ways in your commitment and what you're doing in your consistency is really important to the success of this. Wow. What do you think of that? What he said or what I got? I, I think that that's very accurate. Um, I, 
I think one of the, the conversations I have with a lot of people is it's a lot of people think of it as a very expensive investment. It, it, and it is, if you're going to go and, and pull the trigger and get the full set of affluent pet buttons with like the 12 or 10 or 12 tiles and mm-hmm. the 30 buttons it comes with, it's almost $200. That's a lot of money to, to invest in something that you're uncertain about. Right. But the way it is, it, if you're apprehensive about spending the money, you should be more apprehensive about the amount of time and that it's going to take because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of cooperation between mm-hmm. you and your learner. It's a, a lot of um, knowing each other's limits. You know, you can't just set up the buttons on day one and be like, okay, go ahead, right. do it. <laughs> so I think that it can be very frustrating for at, at times for both of us. Um, I, the, the thing that frustrates me the most is definitely when he, and he's having difficulty communicating, he'll just stomp across every button on the board, just like have like a little tiny tantrum, like right. hit everything. And I feel like he's desecrating our sacred language, <laughs> but, but I know so, it's coming from a point of like his own frustration. So he has a response that I'm getting. And that's when he's like, and this is why it's important to understand that body language. And also, I mean, you do it, but he's, it's also like, he's reminding how, I guess you have something you do to help him calm down and center. And that for anyone else listening, <coughs> hi, Kylie is, I want to let Joelle say something about what you do when he's had enough that calms him, that he can take a break and decompress. Cause he's showing me you do something in, in, in um, a lot of times of what it is that you do. A lot of times I'll just take a step back from the board and mm-hmm. sit with him for a second. Well, you know, he'll, he'll he's definitely a snuggle monster. You wouldn't yeah. think so. He's so uh, passionate and aggressive with the buttons, but he really, when he gets stressed, he wants to sit in my lap. He wants it's to like be passed. Yeah. So he, I, I will like, you know, take him away from the board and just sit with him myself just to connect yeah. with him on that level. And decompress. And that's interesting. And also out of courtesy, people who might be aspiring to this, the scientists are taking it seriously. I get that. And that Bastian is like, he sees the work you do and that sometimes you have to stop and focus when he wants to do something. I get this image that you say, no, I got to finish this. And so in all seriousness, the buttons for the people, you know, it's gratitude that we get to share it for all of you, you know, Bunny and uh, Stella, if if you're here listening, thank you for all you're doing, sharing this with us to open doors of understanding and connecting with our dogs. And if you are not ready to make the commitment, but you want to try it with your dog, I can guarantee you that the tennis ball is a fun game to play (laughs) and put a with a permanent marker and have your dog go find it. And that's, that's a fun thing to do that, um, you know, I've remembered. And, and that is another way to show that our animals know more that's going on. Um, Kylie, do you want to say something? Kylie, the cat, we are going to be seeing more of you. Now's your big chance to step on uh, in front. If you want, you don't have to be camera shy. We know you're not, but we're going to wrap this up. Um, Kylie, you want to say anything? I know you're a nice kitty. Okay, so Kylie's going to make a big debut, she says, one of these days. So <laughs> no guarantees when. Joelle's in charge running the show, Kylie, but she's giving you the opportunity to make your debut in your own special way. And we just invite listeners to this podcast to go to Bastion and Bruce to find out more about their work together and to watch for when Kylie does make her grand debut of pressing buttons and whatever her message is going to be. Is that right, Kylie? Is that, yeah. 
Okay, so I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, Joelle, do you wanna add anything? Um, I guess the only thing I wanna add is that uh, anyone can do this and it doesn't, don't please like when you're starting out, if you're going to do this with your pets, don't start out with any expectations. Don't, don't look at Bastion or uh, Stella or Bunny and go, oh my God, I need to have you know, 50, 60, 100 buttons. Um, you could just have two. You could have four. You can, you know, it doesn't have to limit, you know, your potential. Yeah. To have a relationship with your pet. Do you have suggestions? You said not to do treat, and ob for the obvious reasons. <laughs> do you um, have a, a handful that they could choose from if they're looking for direction? I think that you need to be very conscious of the language you use with your pet every day. Um, outside is a great one. Walk is a great one. But of course, if you're living in a high-rise apartment in the city and you're unable to take your pet for a walk or you, you yourself have limited mobility, then I would skip that and move on to something else that you're, you're mm -hmm. using. Um, I think if you look at the different animals, they, they all have their own different uh, words that are very specific to them. Um, the first one that comes to mind is the chatty lab and copper has a donut button. And I don't know any animals that have donuts. So it's really specific to the words and the toys and the lifestyle that you and your pets have. That's great. So here's a here's a, an exercise homework for anyone who wants to do this. Just start noticing the words that your dogs know. And I talked to a dog trainer once. I said, what words does your dog know? And she's like, I don't know, just the <laughs> commands. And so even those of us who work with dogs a lot or have them, we may not be aware of what they are. And they may be like, my dogs will know goodbye there. I've got three dogs right here sleeping. And it, when, as soon as we start doing that, they will get up. But um, yeah, so one of them just did. So start noticing and keeping track in your home. It's a fun game. What, do, what words do your dogs know? What words do you find that you have to spell? You know, is it W-A-L-K, T-R-E-A-T? And that's a great starting point. And after you get to at least a couple, would you say, Joelle, that's a good time to maybe consider, but don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do the buttons till you have a good number of words that your dog knows. Right. Well, you want to start with one at a time regardless, but right. I think that, you know, that really, that's how you set up, which is going to be next based on what, what you think. And then once you start having a base, you can start to see, well, you know, they probably were trying to say this, but they didn't have the word for it. So I'm going to give them that word next. Yeah. Okay. Bastion, do you have anything you want to say? He's like, no, we covered it. He likes the firm <laughs> thing and, and being, um, having it ordered that you'll notice the, the, Commonality, all the dogs, Bunny and Stella, my chatty lab, Bastion, uh, the daily Steve, um, the cat who's great, that the people doing this are pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it successful. And when the animals are done, it's respecting that they're done and taking a break and reassuring them like the feeling that I got from Bastion that you help him decompress when he, when there's a disconnect, like trying to understand what your child might be saying and you don't get it or somebody who speaks a foreign language that you don't know. Um, so yeah, just take note of um, the structure of it, but otherwise you get to just enjoy watching it and being open uh, Bastion and Bruce on Instagram, hunger for words. Um, 
What About Bunny? It's all great ways for people to learn more about animal communication and new ways that we are finding that animals do have messages for us, very specific messages that we may look at our dog and think they want this, we make an assumption, but they're pressing a very specific word. So um, best way to reach you is on Instagram, is that correct? Yes, uh, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Pinterest, we're on Facebook, we're, we're on pretty much everything. And we're also on, um, my little plug is going to be for um, how, how.theycantalk.org. And that's a great community message board. If anyone's getting started with uh, canine or feline communication, mm -hmm. there's a great community there of people that are learning together with everything from guinea pigs to bunnies to horses to pigs. Um, mm -hmm. There's so many different animals learning and, and together we're, we're helping troubleshoot different things, uh, different problems that have come up. So I, I urge anyone that has questions to uh, reach out to that community. Perfect. Can you say it again slower? So sure. It's how.theycantalk.org. And it's, Perfect. um, if you, if you go to the Fluent Pet website, um, which is, uh, there's a link in our bio, uh, you can get all that information there as well. So exciting. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bastion, thank you. I know it's the end of the day. Can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> Kylie, we look forward to your grand debut, whatever that's going to be. Um, thank you, everyone. So I'm Liz Murdoch, talking with the dogs. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. We've got more great, interesting guests coming, people and dogs, finding out what they want you to know about animal communication and anything else. I'm Liz and uh, have a great day. So that's our show on tapping with the dogs. I hope you found it helpful. I hope that you will consider using it, whether with yourself and or your dog to resolve those feelings that can sometimes be hard to uh, sort through and get past so that we're living our best lives. And it's, such a powerful tool tapping that I'm just excited to share it with you. So reach out to me, Liz Murdoch, at What Your Dog Wants to get resources on tapping, where to find Noreen, how to schedule a session with someone, just go deeper, and we're here to help. And Noble Foods, thank you for all you do for feeding our dogs and sponsoring this podcast. I'm Liz Murdoch. Have a great day.